G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Rise and Shine, Rise and shine. with Robbo and Becky on Vision. Well, it's about that time we need to get a very large cup of tea or coffee and take just a small little bite out of your morning to get some great advice from our marriage experts, Dave and Ashley Willis, or because they're part of the family, Dave O and Ash. G'day, guys. Hi, g'day. G'day. Oh, nice. Nice. You're doing better. You're doing better. You're, like a little, there, you're a half a mark above every time, Dave. Well done. <laughs> I feel like we will I, need I to make... We will need to make you a certificate when you nail yes, it. Yes, exactly. <laughs> oh, <laughs> official, official Aussie. Yeah, That's it, exactly. I love Once it. I really master it. Yeah. I'd love to get some input from you guys this week, and this may come over a couple of weeks. We'll see how it goes. But talking about the fruit of the Spirit, and particularly in relation to marriage, I mean, if you think about the fruit of the Spirit, you know, love, joy, peace, patience, long-suffering, all these different <laughs> Um, long suffering. Long suffering. Um, you know, but when you think about that in terms of just the Christian life, well, that's one thing. But if you put it into the context of a marriage relationship, it sort of takes on a whole different life, doesn't it? It does. Because I think sometimes, you know, the longer we're married, we forget that we need the Holy Spirit and yeah. we most definitely need the fruits of the Spirit in our lives. Because, you know, we can often fall into just a, a certain kind of dynamic of just negativity with each other because we see, you know, the good, the bad, and the ugly. And so, you know, when we make those vows on our wedding day, when we really think about the vows that we make, a lot of them are really around the fruits of the spirit. You know, like the first one that comes to mind is to love and to cherish. You think about like, what if we really throughout our marriage reminded ourselves and were intentional about loving and cherishing our spouse Mm. and how we didn't roll our eyes and how we, we gave them, you know, we were more patient with them, another fruit of the spirit. And that we really cherished who they are as a human being in all the different seasons of our marriage, it would completely change the dynamic. Mm. And, you know, we talk about this a lot, but I think that one way we can do this is by assuming the best of our spouse and not assuming the worst. This doesn't mean we put our head in the clouds and act like they never make a mistake or they're not doing something wrong, but it does mean that we assume that most of the time their motives are good or maybe they just had a blind spot and they didn't mean to do whatever it was they did. So when we when we look at it that way and we love and cherish them, when we have to address something, you know, and really call it out and say, listen, this is really bothering me or I'm concerned about this thing in our life or in your life, then they will listen because they know we love and cherish them. They they know that we're assuming the best of them and that we want the best for them. That's a, uh, I guess, in some respects, because kindness is one of the fruits mm. of the spirit. That's being kind, isn't it? Thinking, well, you know, I don't want to think think the worst, I want to think the best. Yeah, and I think with, with kindness in particular, one of the mistakes we make in marriage is we'll go and be kind to strangers all yeah. day long, and we'll be kind to our coworkers, and we'll be polite and courteous, and we'll say please and thank you, and we'll hold doors open, and and then often we'll get home and we'll give our spouse the one we should be the most kind yeah. to, and we, we'll give them our leftovers, and we'll be kind of cold and cruel even, and, and, and I know we need to be able to let our guard down at home and and, uh, and it needs to be a safe place for us to process whatever we're feeling. But we need to give our best to our spouse and right. not our leftovers. And, um, yeah, this fruit of the spirit passage, like all passages in the Bible, apply directly to marriage. I think we make the mistake of thinking that 
it's only a marriage verse if it has the word marriage right? in it. Yeah. But yeah. really, every word of the Bible applies to your your marriage. I mean, Jesus said the most important commandment is love God first, and the second is love your neighbor. Um, who's a closer neighbor than your spouse? Right. Yeah, that's right. right. Like every, true. every everything that we do in, in our faith should should apply first first, you know, to to our spouse. And so, mm-hmm. as we live out the fruit of the spirit, um, you know, we need to be really intentional about that. But I think we also need to remind ourselves that the fruit of the spirit: love, joy, peace, patience. We can kind of we can be intentional about trying to do those things, you know, on our own in our own efforts. But it's the fruit of the Spirit, which means to really sustain it, it's it's a power beyond ourselves. We right. have to tap in to allowing God to really lead us and guide us, and we need to stay connected to Him. And so the, the way that we become the best spouse we can be is to walk as closely with Jesus as we right. can, and then these things will start happening more naturally as He's, as he's doing His work in us. Right, mm-hmm. and really asking Him for these fruits. You know, they're there you know, as believers of Jesus Christ and, and followers of him, you know, they're, they're gifts that he gives us. It's literally gifts that, that God wants us to have. But we do, like Dave said, we have to pursue them by just praying and knowing like we're, we're frail, we're human beings, we make mistakes all the time, you know, and, and so being quick to go back to the Lord and saying, well, you know, help me to be more gentle, help me to be more patient, help me to have more peace. And I want to say real quick, I know we're talking about kindness. I feel like sometimes as spouses, we can be saying the right things and and maybe we're kind with the word choices but maybe we're not gentle Mm. with our tone because i feel like kindness and gentleness go hand in hand Mm. and sometimes you know maybe you're not you know saying terrible things to your spouse but the tone of your voice is so cutting and is so demeaning and and that's something that we really need you know god we need to take it to god and say like lord help me to be gentle because it can really just make your spouse feel like you don't love them that's that's a great point i think that's really good i was just thinking about even like I guess the flip side of it, because if that passage in Galatians, which lists the fruit of the spirit, you've got just a couple of verses before it's got the fruit of the flesh, or yeah, the the, the works of the flesh. Yeah. There it talks about things like hatred and jealousy and selfish ambition. So I guess that's the the things that you want to be trying to you know do away with, and then take on the the fruit of the spirit, don't you? Absolutely. Yeah, like the the first the first list there is really the recipe for divorce. You mm-hmm. know, the selfish yeah. ambition, and I mean, really selfishness. Is, is the root of, of most of what goes wrong in a marriage. It's when, you know, we just start trying to demand our own way instead of serving one another. But the fruit of the Spirit is putting that aside and saying, Lord, don't let my agenda, my will be what's done, but yeah. what do you want to happen in this home and in my heart and in this, this marriage? Help me to see my spouse the way you see her or him. Mm-hmm. Help me to love them the way that you love them. Um, and help me, to, help me to see myself and help me to see my marriage and my spouse through your eyes with the patience and the love that, that you have for us and then help, help me help us to extend that to one another. And if both spouses will do that, then no matter how broken things might seem right now, there is no marriage that's beyond repair mm. and, and God's grace and God's love and your love for one another really does have a, the power to bring healing and restoration where you're not only just surviving as a couple, but you're, you're thriving. You know, you're bearing fruit together as a couple. So true. That's brilliant. That's, I love that wow, thought of yeah, awesome. bearing fruit. Because obviously, even right back in Genesis, God's command to Adam and Eve was to be fruitful. And so if we're bearing the fruit of the yes. Spirit, that's really what it's all about, isn't it? It is. And actually, we did a, a, a deep study on this, and I, it got me so excited. So I love looking at like the actual Hebrew words that are used. And that word, the first word that God ever uttered to Adam and Eve that he ever said 
was the word para, and it's spelled P-A-R-A-H. And that literally means to be fruitful and then, of course, and multiply. But really, I think a lot of us kind of gloss over that and we think, oh, well, he's just telling us to, to go have kids, you know. Mm. And, and that's a beautiful part of a marriage of God's calling you to have children. But really, the first word he uttered was para, and it's the fruitful part. And it actually has three separate meanings. And the first meaning is to bear fruit individually. And, and that's, you know, like in your heart, you know, having these fruits of the Spirit, but also doing good works. But it's also flourishing together is the second meaning. And the third meaning, which I thought was just really interesting, because when God first said this, he was only speaking to two people, to Adam and Eve. And the third meaning of this is to cause others to bear fruit. So basically, God was saying, I want you to be so rooted in me, having so much fruit in your life, these fruits of the Spirit, and flourishing together, that you, Eve, cause Adam to bear fruit in his life as well. And Adam, you cause, you know, Eve to have more fruit in her life. And I just thought it was such a challenge for us as spouses that we are growing, just as Dave talked about earlier, we're growing so much in our faith and having so much fruit in our life because we're so rooted in the Lord that it's an outpouring of those fruits that, that we encourage our spouse to also be rooted in the Lord and to have fruits in their life and to be growing and flourishing in the Lord as well. Ooh. That's a wonderful... Oh, wow. <laughs> that gives you something to chew on for the yeah. next few days. Yeah, that's, wow. that's sensational. Well, I told everyone to get a large cup of caffeine Yeah, that's right, you did. You, you did. <laughs> Brilliant. Thank you so much for Thanks your input you. again, guys. We look forward to chatting again real soon. Sure. Can't wait. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.